UX Podcast Episode 172. You're listening to UX Podcast, coming to you from Stockholm, Sweden. We are your hosts, Pat Axbo. And James Royal Lawson. With listeners in 172 countries, from anonymous proxy to satellite provider. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to explain that, James. Well, even though it's episode 172, and our stats say that we've reached 172 countries, I'm being a little bit mischievous and revealing just how things labeled countries aren't necessarily countries like anonymous proxy we all know where that is don't we something and well somebody's surfing anonymously i guess yeah it's, it's it, yeah it's yeah satellite provider so they're, but they're not really countries they're just kind of it's when ip addresses get mixed up with the world but anyway but you're just you're trying to reveal how it really works and how complicated it is that's it, right yeah. moving on to today's episode we're all we're talking about branding. Why are we talking about branding? Because well, we are rebranding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in um, in May 2011, um, we launched the podcast, and per you you created our logotype um, that we we have up until this day, six years we've had it. Um, how did yeah. how did you come up with that? That's a really good question. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I, I thought about it as a logotype when I did it. It was like we decided to do the podcast. We needed cover art. Uh, and I was, like you do, you open whatever. I, it wasn't a sketch back then. It was fireworks, I think. And I started playing around with letters. And the U I started playing around with. And I realized when I put the U upside down with the other U, it could be an X. And we, you and I were joking about uh, how old we were, that we were grumpy old men and I <laughs> wanted to sort of have something that related to that and came up with the vinyl record which I, I know that a lot of people don't even see it, that it is a vinyl record <laughs> in our <laughs> logotype and I added some lines to the bottom U uh, the upside down U to make the inside of it look like a, like an old microphone as well not a lot of people see that so <laughs> there's like sort of easter eggs in, in that cover art but also back then mm. Um, mm. 2011 it, mm. the branding was basically the logo we hosted the podcast on um, uh, Posterior, post, post, yeah, 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 which has got bought out by Twitter and then closed down. Mm. Um, we didn't have any theme music until I think episode four. The, the first mm. episodes in the pilot were just stock music. And then yeah. things like our, our, our outro catch lines, I don't think we really even evolved them until uh, something like 2012, uh, episodes 15, 18, somewhere around about there. So, so branding was very much just at the survival level at the beginning. Exactly. We didn't have a real website. Uh, back. I don't even remember when we did the, apps, the, what did the website. We never thought we were going to be going for six years either. No, exactly. So, so mm-hmm. UX Podcast is an mm-hmm. entirely different entity mm-hmm. to, what it, uh, to what it was back in those early days. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we, we decided it was, it was time to evolve the branding. So it's more in line with what we, or where we are today um, and, and where we're heading. Exactly. So we can feel as proud about the branding as we do about the content of the podcast. And, and that actually is, mm. is, is, is almost exactly why we're talking about branding today, because something that came up pretty early on in our branding work was, was just how um, the user experience of branding is 
in, in our experience anyway, Perry, often overlooked or, or underplayed. Um, yeah. you're, you, our listeners, are, are all stakeholders in our brand. I mean, you come into contact with this, this logo type um, every other week, um, if not more often. And how do we transition and evolve that brand or the branding without creating a, a negative experience for, for you, the listener? And without creating confusion, even. So, as part of that process, we decided it would be a good idea to talk about branding and talk to Jon Barrysman, um, who's the founder of WDW Creative, which is a brand agency based here in Stockholm. And they've been helping us with our rebranding. And this is so excellent because now we have professionals doing the work, uh, which feels really good because, as you said, I mean, branding, it, it's so, some people just think, oh, well, let's throw something together. <laughs> which is what I did those six years ago. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, yeah, as we'll learn, there's so much work that goes into designing a brand that people will be happy with. Yeah, John has worked really quite a long time now with branding and design, particularly in the music, fashion, beer and wine industries. Um, here in Sweden, you might be familiar with his company's work with um, Nia Carnegie Bryggeriet, um, and they created the branding for that. Um, earlier this year, they even won, um, or they were named the Advertising Agency of the Year. And they're rebranding re our logo. Okay, this is so cool. We'll already be slightly wet. If you were part of the backstage mailing list, then people have already had a sneak preview of the new branding. Jonas mm -hmm. Ayer was now, and he's um, um, the owner of the um, company that's been helping us with the branding. Yeah. WD. Do you see W Creative? Yes, WDW. DW Creative. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, Brexit, do you say it with it? Because in Swedish, you've got the double V. Yeah. So W is V. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All ad advertising agencies have funny or special, like it's always that kind of WDWDD. So, yeah. so is it is it deliberately playful? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the name, it came from uh, Who Dare Wins was the oh. first thing that we oh, were... Oh, really? Yeah, but that was a little bit cheesy, so <laughs> so now we changed it and we got the... Last year we won the agency of the year. Yeah. And I wasn't there and uh, my partner, the other founder of the agency, wasn't there either, so... Uh, but uh, some of the people at the agency were there uh, taking the prize and then they asked at the stage where what what's the name? And then Johanna uh, told them that it was for women dominate the world, and that ah. went really well. Everybody was <laughs> applauding. It was really so. That's the name now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. So you can actually change what the abbreviation yeah, means. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, one once we had the client and he came in and he was like, "Oh, I really like your name," and I was like, "Oh." What about it? Like, and he was like, "Why do wrong? It's oh. so good." <laughs> so, yeah, we can always change it. <laughs> it depends what you want. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, but now, yeah, yeah now it's uh, women dominate the world. Yeah, that's the official the I name. Think <laughs> I think that works. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but it's always good to have a name which you can change. Where, where oh, that's flexible. Yeah, yeah, flexible. Uh, but yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah. So speaking of names, I mean, I think when James first talked to you, we even were considering, is UX Podcast even a good name? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, we were thinking UX, people people are arguing so much about what UX is. Is yeah. it more, do we talk more about design? What do we do? Are we, in fact, yeah. we, I mean, I say quite openly, I don't like the phrase yeah. UX. I know. Um. I've stopped using it yeah. in my title <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, f for me, when, when you came with that mm -hmm. question, and we're talking a little bit about the name, it was like, okay, what do you do while we talk about this and this these kind of topics? And, and for me, uh, looking at, on it from the other side, it was like, okay, but that's, isn't that what you call UX? And you have a podcast and <laughs> everything you do is like uh, helping people to get the, like, um, making it easier for, easier for them to, uh, and then so UX was like the, the shortest name to describe what you were doing, UX podcast, and was like, go with that. Yeah, well, what's my thought? Yeah, no, and I, I actually uh, I remember sitting there and talking to you about that, and you said it, and I was thinking, my God, yeah. I mean, the name UX Podcast is basically just brutally honest about what we're trying to do. It, mm. In some ways, it couldn't be any yeah. better user experience of the actual name. No, we don't try and deceive whatsoever with that. No, <laughs> but it, but in in the other way, of course, it, it's hard to own that kind of name. Mm. I mean, looking into. Uh, a branding perspective it's i mean uh, sometimes you really i mean it's always good to have a name which you can own in that kind of perspective but i mean when you told me and we were talking about it, it was like well you have that name go with it mm. and then maybe looking to more as we've done more the design and could we make it a little bit clearer there and own more like the the visual uh, thing of ux exactly so, but I, I think it's good. And it's, I mean, I think uh, the big thing for us with our clients, the, 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 uh, the, the biggest thing that we do for them is more like looking into it in, with a new perspective. Mm. Often people are so into their business or their, they have their, this great idea and they think it's so, and then we can look into it and like see it from a, another yeah. angle mm. and usually help them to like m move forward or make it more clear. When user experience or our side of design, yeah. um, we, we, you know, we have, everyone has their design process. Yeah. And, and ours um, very often will include things like defining the problem. Yeah. Um, it will include research, ideation, or you know, producing, producing something and, and, and testing. What, what stages do you have in, in the branding process? Um, yeah, I think it's quite similar. I mean, uh, usually start starts with the the analyze and research for uh, where we look into like how does the market look like, the product, the consumers, uh, and that we can do in different kind of ways. Um, and then usually have like this kind of big uh, you have like workshops with the client or with the, um, like more like a reference group. Uh, yeah to define, as you say, the problem. And what, what, what are we going to solve with this uh, design? Um, so that's usually the stage one, like uh, getting all the facts, uh, looking into them, looking into the different kind of things. And from that, we usually m move on to l more like, a, uh, as we call it, like more like a strategic position, like, okay, well here is where we can be <laughs> with this design or this uh, thing that we want to create uh, based on like the market and the consumers and everything. And then from that, you usually m move on to 
more like a design phase where we look into like the biggest thing when you come in, I mean the the logo, the coloring, the typefaces and then and the whole like the visual world that we want to be in. We're working always quite close with the, our clients so it's more like uh, teamwork mm. even with them so it's not like brief debrief and then mm. it's more like working together because yeah, usually they, they know their product much better than, than we do. Uh, the design we have that in different kind of stages it depends what it is, uh, but um, usually we have like a prototype. Uh, we do a prototype uh, and then present that <laughs> to the clients because usually it's so quite big companies and then you have to have like that kind of process internally uh, mm. they have. So it's better to have like from the, uh, the research that we have done, the maybe the reference group looking into that and then creating the brief uh, the brief together with the client and then mm. from that going on to more like the design prototype and then have a sign off there and then more like going into the next phase which more like the, the details, the detailed mm. design. Mm. And the applications. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. And then uh, application and, and then also I think working with bigger kind of yeah, bigger clients, uh, the so the implementation. Yeah, implementation. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's easy. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it's usually uh, really big, uh, the big work. I think, um, and even and uh, for us, it's all also like uh, having more of that kind of presentation for the the people who will work with the the profile. Usually, I mean, we do the the design and the whole. <coughs> more packaging and then from that uh, we create guidelines of course mm -hmm. and then have this kind of workshops with the usually they have their own designers or so so working mm -hmm. with them but the, usually it's like uh, research uh, analyze of that uh, comes to strategic positioning and then testing that maybe with the focus groups or reference groups mm -hmm. and then moving on to design and we have, I mean, uh, 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 I would say half of our work is branding and the, that kind of design. And the other is more like communication, where we're more like an advertising agency. So, and, but usually we work, usually you start with the client maybe in an advertising way. Yeah. Uh, you have the research and then you find out in the research that the design um, haven't been looked into or they haven't done the, uh, their homework w coming yeah. into design so we have to do that or sometimes it's uh, opposite We're starting working with the design and then we see that the core values hearing how closely you work with your clients and how, how important it is because they obviously like you say they're the ones who know their own business yeah. uh, it makes me think how much how, how important the brand is internally maybe even more so than externally because I want the brand to be something that I am proud of that I yeah. want to show off so that actually makes me do a better job when I'm alongside this brand. Yeah, yeah but I mm -hmm. think that's uh, more and more uh, you know, looking into companies. I mean, mm -hmm. in that way, how they can uh, make their employees uh, feeling proud of the brand. Mm -hmm. It's th it's the way how they rec recruit today. So it's uh, it goes along with the like, okay, this architect ha had made our new office, and this is the brand that I'm working mm -hmm. for. So. Absolutely, and I think that's the way t to see and look uh, 
when you, if you should use design in the right way, my opinion is more like it should be like, um, uh, or that's the way to use design really. So it's not just like it's not a nice logo on a on a business card. It's more, mm. it's more the uh, the soul of the company. Yeah, and the identity. Every, yeah, yeah, and everything we do is uh, it's born from that. So, mm. um, and that's uh, I mean the return of investment if you invest that kind of money in the design process then of course you should use use it in every channel so yeah. th and then of course internally that they're really proud of their identity yeah. over the if you think about over the last 10 years as we'll see yeah. the, the, <coughs> the, the, the big revolution when it comes to always on mobile devices in yeah, your yeah. pocket and things how how do you how has that how you seen that impact your work with with branding, so if we think back ten years ago compared to, to now. I think it's. I mean, in some way, it doesn't ha changed at all because uh, a really good design and branding. It's like um, timeless. Yeah, it's timeless. You can look mm -hmm. into like old. Uh, you have some really classic uh, old fly um, flight uh, flight company. No, airline, airline, airlines, or that kind. But uh, but. When it comes to more like, of course, where the the, the identity will be shown, like in screen, like that kind of, before it was more like uh, the printing material mm. or a physical. Uh, now it's much more dig digital, of course. So uh, it has to work in in all the like in the held handheld like media. Mm. Uh, so. I think it's 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 more in that kind of now I had that word again implementation implementation yeah implementation yeah <laughs> yeah there we have big changes of course so often when we do this kind of work then when exemplifying it for the client it's usually more like the screen media mm. than it's a I don't know a car mm. so it's in that way it changed a lot but but. Uh, good, uh, good design is good design, and you feel it and you see it. So, mm. but of course, so I think thinking that um, one 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 thing that comes up, or something that comes up quite a lot when we're talking in in our side of the branch, yeah. that um, UXs want to be m involved earlier and earlier in the in the process. Is it the yeah. process? That yeah. What the process is varies yeah. a little bit. But yeah. we, you know, we we've had talk over the years of being of having a seat at the table. Yeah. The phrase that comes up a lot <coughs> where you want to be closer to management coming yeah. earlier in so you're more part of the strategic thinking of some companies or products, especially when it comes yeah. to web products. Mm -hmm. um, and that comes into also the the branding side. Yeah. Um, and because uh, you can't exp you can't really have an experience with a, prod a digital product or website without also experiencing the brand. No, doing really good design. Then the things that you're the the, the kind of design that you're uh, working with is really important. I mean, you have to start with that. I mean, doing a new I don't know a new website. Then uh, of course we always start to work with the like. Okay, how will the experience be in this website? What what want we uh, people to do and so on? Uh, and then then we can put the layer with the kind of design that we do. But often we uh, always try to push our clients to like okay start in the right way because otherwise it's like mm. maybe it looks really nice on the 
surface mm. but you don't have anything mm. under it so it's always hard i mean it, it depends with kind of clients you're working with some, some of them are uh design are uh, such a big thing for them and they know it uh, i mean uh, our firm is i mean we're specialized in lifestyle we're working in, in the lifestyle sector so we're working with hotels we're working with beer <laughs> we're working with fashion we're working with music we work in that kind of industry that it's such a big thing for them. Mm. Something that we, we come up against a lot of the time is, is um, um, the, the user experience design. Um, a lot of organizations and companies see it as um, the, the, the pretty visuals yeah. that you kind of do at the, at the end <coughs> of the process. Yeah. And, um, and, and sometimes have a limited understanding to the to the whole process yeah. behind that. And thinking back over the years, the amount of times I've been involved <laughs> in projects where where suddenly the new brand is presented to you and yeah. you've got to implement it by a certain date. Yes, exactly. And you go, oh my God, why did they have to change this? It worked yeah. before like it was before. And how much money did they put into this? And so you really don't understand the background, why they do it. Yeah. But, but, but let's talk about that. I mean, implementation, as you say. Because that's what we have to go through now with the podcast, and that's yeah. when we—I mean, when we design websites or digital products, we often think about we have to save some budget because things can go wrong, and we have to tweak because we get feedback from the yeah. people who are who are actually releasing it too. So with the brand, it's usually here's the big reveal of the, here's the new visual mm. identity, here are the new graphics. This is what you have to work with. Uh, how much, I mean, effort should you put into listening to feedback and actually maybe redoing something? even after the fact. No, but I think that's uh, also an important thing because then uh, listening to the feedback, mm-hmm. then you uh, usually get a better uh, dialogue with the, the, <laughs> the people who will work with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's easier for them maybe to understand why have they done like this and this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it helps us to make a better work. And of mm-hmm. course, I mean, Working with the new, as you said, you have this new identity. We presented for the cl- uh, the client, the management. They really going with this, and then um, taking it down when when they're starting to work with it. It's always like, okay, but this works here and here on this, but we have to change or tweak this one. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we usually say that because everybody wants like the. Uh, okay, when can we have the guidelines? We usually like do the guidelines, but we're very clear with them that this is like uh, a first draft of it because yeah. it's better that you work with this like for half a year and then we have uh, going through what have we done uh, and then we can more like summarize it w- in the guidelines. So because it's always like you have to tweak that, tweak that. So. Mm. I think that's a good thing, and that's a good thing for us to l- learn more about the client, uh, right. getting the feedback, because mm, you, you hopefully we'll get a new, <laughs> uh, uh, work with them again, and then uh, it's always good to know that, okay, this and this and this was really good, but that didn't work. Mm. And I mean, we had, I was working with a, r- a really, um, now it's two years ago, we made a new company profile for a really big Swedish company and uh, it was so I mean it was everything I mean the identity was really big because they had so many uh, I don't know placeholders uh, but uh, starting to talk to them and when we're done the the profile uh, we saw that for the management everything for them was the PowerPoint 
They, they, didn't, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They didn't care. I mean, it was cars. It was like so much. This profile was really big. And then, but for them, it was like, okay, but how like, how does it look on the template in PowerPoint? <laughs> and we were like, okay, but we have now. We've been we've been working with this for a year now, having these um, reference groups, uh, looking into interviewing um, different mm -hmm. kind of divisions in the company. But for them, mm. I mean, it's a can I write two lines or mm. one line as a header? Yeah. And, we were, uh, and it was so like, uh, you, you couldn't really believe it. I, um, I mean, but at the same time, you can understand okay. it because as far yeah. as their experience of the brand, their Absolutely. own experience, mm. yeah. the amount of time yeah. they spent in PowerPoint yeah. was, was probably more brand exposure yeah. than any of their yeah, customers absolutely. would on no. the side of cars or on uh, billboards. No, or I mean, looking, uh, listening to that feedback, and this was the CEO, mm. he was like, okay, and all his assistants were like, okay, he wants to write like this. Mm. Uh, and and uh, on the American market, we were writing like this. So moving forward, doing the update on the profile, when we had the presentation for them, we starting with the, here you have your brand, and here you have your template. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can look into <laughs> TV commercials and everything. But the template, you yeah. know, <laughs> have it here. So. Uh, that's what's good to know. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, that's interesting because that's what that's what makes them feel like heroes. Yeah. that's what they use in their job. Yeah. This is yeah. Here we are. And for yeah. him, of course, I mean, yeah. he was mm. working in that, and all mm. his assistants were working in mm. that, and mm. that was the way he mm. looked to information, and that was the place where he uh, got in touch with the, the new brand for the first time. Mm -hmm. Okay, is it blue or is it green? Mm. Is it like that? Can I write two lines mm. or mm. one? But it was. Fun to because you you go there you have this really show real presentation with everything and showing cars and it's a new office and everything mm. and y and you see the 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 the, uh, the guys in the front row mm. they're just like okay that's nice but the template <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if you hadn't if you hadn't got the template right for them then the whole thing would never work yeah of course no no but th for them it was like I mean. It was really hard um, when you're looking into that kind of project and you have the, uh, what kind of money will they spend on this and this and this. Then you saw that, okay, that this, this is m probably one of the most expensive PowerPoint templates <laughs> <laughs> done uh, because it was so many times and changes and everything. But as you say, I mean, for them it was like the, the, the most important thing. And mm. the, w yeah. We haven't hadn't done it. If that mm. wouldn't have like uh, been right for mm. them, it couldn't done that. No, it could never develop no, into no, the full no, platform. No. So of course it was like uh, we were working mm. with uh, a tannery, uh, uh, one of the world's most exclusive uh, skins they're making in Sweden for the big uh, fashion houses like Louis Vuitton, and uh, they w wanted to do like a new rebranding. Mm and we were looking into all the units and then we uh, figured out that the, it was like the Fraktsedel, which is also... So the, the, the cover note? Yeah. The, the one you're sending it? Yeah, sending a, you're sending a big package yeah. with... Uh, yeah, I don't know. like cover notes wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think a lot of our listeners even know what a cover note is. Oh, right. Uh, well, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> but let's call it a... Uh, <laughs> when you send something, it's a yeah, little yeah. thing that tells you about... Yeah. It's the little receipt thingy, yeah. paper like slip. Like in your Amazon book, yeah. when you get your box from Amazon, <laughs> yeah. inside that's, is a that's sheet of paper that tells you what to think about it. It's yeah. a, like a tiny paper. But yeah. we, we 
uh, were thinking about it, and then we thought that okay, this is the the only paper presentation material mm. that you get into that to leave Weitong because they, they don't look at your presentation material. You don't get a meeting mm. business card. This is the only thing that they will see from you, sending it from Sweden. Mm. So we added everything to that little paper. Mm. The best printing, the best it was like, that was state of the art. Like, okay, skip the business card. But this is the only thing that people will look into mm-hmm. so that was uh, that was more like okay what kind what can we learn L- really doing the homework digging into the the yeah, where people will meet our new profile and for them it was like okay this is this tiny paper going into the office that's the thing that they will look into this will be the best presentation material we mm-hmm. will have so we can skip all the rest and then just focus on that mm-hmm. And once, so that's also like listening to the. Uh, that was more like that insight uh, came from more like working with the the people in the organization, how they were selling, and what kind of like, okay, we're doing this rebranding, mm-hmm. but which are the key units for yeah. you? And then this you know is what uh, in our business, Jerry McGovern would call the the, the top ten tasks or something, something yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Find the find where you make a difference yeah <laughs> yeah but that's that, that's uh, I think that's the but th- that's implementation like uh, how can you mm. um, the best uh, show the, the mm. new new branding mm. branding and that's also for us I mean the, we were aware of the fact that the 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 cover art and the and the the artwork to do with the the podcast that you find in yeah. um, podcast clients is, is really really important yeah. carrier of the brand because it's what people see when they open up yeah, yeah. Apple podcasts mm. um, as well as this conversation mm. because yeah. um, I said in the beginning what led us to this um, that if you just suddenly wake up one day to a new brand then that in itself isn't always a good experience mm-hmm. because it comes as a shock yeah I remember years ago when um, here in Sweden we have a, a social security website for Shekin's Castle yeah I remember they rebranded um, when I was I had the younger kids, mm. and you had to apply for yeah, yeah, days yeah. off from parents. <laughs> I remember it was I one, one of my kids that, was yeah. one of my kids was ill, and I went to I went to the website to to tell them mm. I was ill, and it was completely different. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do. And you're already you're kind of dragging kids mm. to nurse. One yeah. kid to nurse was ill, and, the, and yeah. one kid that's not. And you go, mm. what do I do now? So the the, the branding kind of mm. falls over on the first absolutely. Day. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I mean, it wasn't two years ago when Spotify changed their color, their green yeah, color. It was yeah. like, and then one morning I w- woke up and it was like, is this really this Spotify yeah. or is it a new Fa- Spotify? Facebook are the same. Then yeah. they went to a lighter blue <coughs> from a darker yeah. blue. Well, then some, yeah, recently. sometimes they invert and yeah. then you realize wh- where's my app because you look, yeah. you're looking for your app on the phone and yeah. it, if it's, you don't find the color, it's no. you won't find it. But nope. when you're working with, with with the brand strategy, yeah. how how much do you talk about and bake in? Because I, presu- I mean, there is that time when, you, as, a, as a consumer of the brand, you're going to hate the new brand. Yeah, it's of kind of like you know, whenever we do new mm. websites or new apps, you're, you're changing something people are used to. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, don't like change. No. Mm. That's so, true. So do you do you bake that into a strategy? Yeah, of course. I mean, it doesn't. It, it depends what you want it to happen because <laughs> sometimes you have like this more like revolutionary mm. thing okay, mm. now we're changing this we have to change it and we're going to use design to do that uh, game changer through design and sometimes it's more like evolution and you want just seamless 
just to update uh, different kind of things. And of course, looking into the in in the first phase that we were talking about, like more like the analyze and strategical phase. That that's of course one of the the main thing. What want to happen and mm. and the what want w- w- which kind of feeling or reaction w- we want to create. So. Mm. When done a new design, then the implementation could be done in different kind of ways. Sometimes you, I mean, you do like from one day to another, change everything, yeah. and then usually you have uh, that working together with the communication strategy. So you have made a strategy of okay, n- now we're going to tell people that something big is going to happen. Mm. So as you said, the the feeling that there's something new and it's uh, you don't like it. That we, we uh, through communication maybe help them to to overwin that kind of feeling uh, and sometimes you have that use the communication to just help them to to feel the the small adjustments or see the small adjustment or not see them mm. well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you don't even want people to recognize it no but I mean it's yeah. just the same thing if you look into the coca-cola logo mm. If you look at like 20 years ago, it looks different. Mm. But every year, almost every year, it sh- changes it a little, little bit. But you yeah. don't see it because exactly. it's, uh, but it's always updated. Yeah. But if you look at like in that perspective, it's always, and then it feels really dated. So. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what the UX podcast logo will look like in uh, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll get you on back in 20 years to, yeah. <laughs> to explain the changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, talking about that logo and the things that we were talking about mm-hmm. like the uh you you do uh, a new brand and you have new coloring and so on then of course starting to work with it mm-hmm. uh, it's always like okay okay how in this kind of space how should we use it what are the key uh, visuals of this logo is it the the name or is it the the font or is it the coloring so that's always good for you working with it, and then we can come back and look and then adjust s- mm. small things. It's but it's always th- that kind of way. I think it's best to work with because then mm. you r- really can like adjust it from mm. the yeah. the people who mm. work mm. with it. I'm so excited now actually to to get feedback and see how people react and and letting you know also yeah, how yeah. people react. Thank you so much for your fantastic work and for sitting down with us today. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Nice talking to you. All of the different silos want to be included as early as possible in the the process. So interesting to think back to our original tagline and and, and vision. We had had breaking down silos. That's what we talked about back in 2011. UX six to seven years ago was, was really frustrated um, about the fact that it was often a silo, um, you know, an, an optional thing that could just be be tacked on to the um, the design process. Mm. Um, I heard a story uh, recently about how um, um, a provider of set top boxes, TV set top boxes, rebranded um, a few years ago. Customers were instructed to restart their boxes in, in order to to um, get the rebranding to kick in. And um, when all of the customers did that at roughly the same time, the servers crashed, so none of the boxes would work. This then caused a huge wave um, of, of um, a big spike in customer um, in, uh, customer service contacts. Um, and 
once yeah. these kind of bi- big waves of customer service contacts kind of gets building up, um, it can take several months to to get on top of and and you know put down to normal levels again. And all that happened just because of rebranding without sufficient thought about the whole customer experience and user experience and and you know breaking down the silos between it all. So we're taking it slow because I mean we don't want any Twitter storms about oh my god UX podcast new logo. <laughs> we don't we don't want to crash Twitter servers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we start our rebranding with this show basically. It's it's of course it's more than just a new logo type and colors, but but you can see the new logo and the show notes over on our website. And uh, for those of you who can't see so well, then the new logo type is a pictogram that combines a U and an X into an androgynous, how do you say that, androgynous stick figure. The full logotype also includes, of course, the word UX podcast. Yeah, and, uh, and also audio is part of the brand. So Yes, so I ha- haven't talked no, about no, audio. So our lovely 8-bit um, you know, um, theme tune that we've had since episode 4, um, composed by my, my friend Dan Pugh, that also is evolving. None other than our own listener and phone-in guest, Gabe Medina. He offered, he actually offered to evolve our music. And so as part of the brief uh, we gave to him, we talked about how the music also needed to be evolve rather than be rewritten. Yeah, uh, we, we gave, uh, when we were, t- we were mailing backwards and forwards with Gabe, and, and an example that we, we used to try and communicate uh, better what we were thinking was... Um, the theme tune of of the UK sci-fi series Doctor Who, and how that had evolved during the years. Um, I mean, that 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 show has been going since the 50s, and the theme tune is basically recognisable. But it's gone through a lot of changes during the decades. Almost every time the Doctor regenerates, mm. there's a there's a slightly new version of the of the theme tune. And I've just started do- watching Doctor Who, so now, now I know what you're talking I've about. I've got a few series I really need to catch up on. The, the more recent ones I've been really bad at, <laughs> at, at um, finding time to see. So we'll, mm. we'll end today's show with, the, um, with Gabe's new um, version of the, of the theme tune. And mm. we'll, um, we'll be... Well, episode 173 will be the first one with the new branding in its entirety. So exciting. Mm. Uh, thank you for joining us. Links and notes from this episode can be found on uxpodcast.com. And please add us to your podcasting client if you haven't already. Cue the new theme tune. Remember to keep moving. See you on the other side. Who's there? Serial. Serial who? Serial. <laughs> I mucked that up.
Let's let's go again. What? What? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> These dog dog jokes are really hard. I'm kind of really worried. I'm not going to understand it anyway because exactly. like you've, you've got the swell of the of the audio and and kind of the the, the internet connection here, and I'm thinking, God, I've got to really listen, really listen. <laughs> and then you cock it up, and I'm <laughs> doubly confused. Anyhow, okay. So, knock knock. So, who's there? Cereal. Cereal who? Cereal, pleasure to meet you. <laughs>